Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in the Morning Five podcast. Today is Monday, June 26th. And as always, it is brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers catchy slogans a few billboards big results billy we are 38 days away from the nfl 39 days away from high school football and 61 days away from college football kicking off we are in the 30s dude it's insane how close it's getting and i'm so freaking pumped about this i'm pumped so close the, the best thing is, after this week, Billy, next week when we do our morning podcast, we can say yep. that this month is the last month we will not have football until, you know, March of 2024. Yep. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be insane. It's going to be insane, uh, but I, th- I feel like these last 30 days are going to be the longest because there's really, other oh, than baseball, yeah. there's really nothing going on. I guess soccer, too, but, you know. Uh, of the of the big leagues in in America, everything's on you know on break right now, and all we have is baseball sort of that gets through us this little uh, lull. It's like that every single year. Yeah, it's this this is one of the slowest times in sports, and it's it's one of the hardest times to come up with content and and things like that and actually talk about sports. But I think uh, I think we're doing okay. We try to do a good job. Yeah. yeah, I think the six people that listen to this podcast too would agree that uh, that we do. A- <laughs> Uh, Billy, today is also National Chocolate Pudding Day. Are you a chocolate pudding fan? Yeah, give me a snack pack any yeah. day of the week, buddy boy. You know what? You I know, you know, I'm not that big of a fan of chocolate, but a snack pack here and there, I'm not going to turn it down. Like it's, it's one of those, it's one of those things you remember from your childhood eating lunch. You know, if you got lucky enough to get a snack pack, sitting sitting there, we never got the legit snack packs. We got like the Cub Food knockoff snack packs. They were called like <laughs> I, I don't I don't remember what they were called, but they were like the knockoff version. They weren't as good. Um, and they tasted they tasted all right, uh, but yeah, snack packs, man. Those things are undefeated. Even Billy Madison likes snack packs. I mean, that's. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I remember one time we got snack packs, and instead, so we'd get the the chocolate vanilla variety packs. Like half would be chocolate, half would be vanilla. And one time, I don't know what happened, but the half that was supposed, the half of the snack packs and little pack that were supposed to be vanilla were lemon, and they were what? they were awful. They were they were terrible. Uh, whoever whoever came up with the idea for lemon pudding should be shot. I mean, it is. It is not good. It is not savory. It is not tasty. I was not a fan of that. Uh, Billy, this past weekend was one of, if not the best, Brave series I've got to watch so far this year. Um, it was, it was phenomenal. No it, it, it was two. It was two really great teams. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring this up even before we get into the three games. It, did did we see this weekend? Did we see a preview of the NLCS this year? 
Um, we saw we saw a possibility of a preview of the NLCS. Yeah, I think I think if the Reds can continue what they're doing right now and, and stay healthy, um, you know, it's a possibility. Um, yeah. I would love to see the Reds and the Braves in the NLCS. I think that would be a great matchup. Um, I think both teams have uh, phenomenal rosters. You know, Cincinnati with that Ella Dela, I, I want to watch Ella Dela Cruz play baseball every single day. Uh, that kid, yeah. I mean, I mean the, if we got an NLCS or just any type of playoff series between the Reds and the Braves, I hope it goes seven because we would get to see two of the brightest young stars in baseball right now duke it out between Ronald Acuna Jr. and Ella Dela Cruz. Um, that would just be, it, it would be a treat. And it was a treat this weekend to watch them play, especially at the Great American Ballpark. Um, I saw a stat, and oh, crap, I don't remember where it's at now. Great American Ballpark. <laughs> no, they, um, <clears throat> I saw a stat that said the average attendance for this three-game set between the Braves and the Reds this weekend was the highest average attendance for a three game set in great American ballpark history. Um, so it was, oh. yeah, it was uh, from what I understand, it was sold out all three nights uh, out there up in Cincinnati. And you know, that's, that would be a cool place for an NLCS because it's drivable. Like Cincinnati is not that far from Georgia. So if you wanted to watch one or two games down here and then drive up to Cincinnati and watch it, it's really not that far. Um, and that, that ballpark, you know, I'm on record to saying that is one of the top five ballparks in all of baseball, I love the Great American Ballpark. I think it is, it is neat, and it, it provides a lot of fireworks, especially for two teams that have a roster like the Reds and the Braves have, where they just mash home runs, you know, left, right, and center um, all weekend. So uh, on on Friday night, it didn't start out well. Uh, Braves fell eleven to ten to the Reds. Olson and Darno both three RBIs. Riley with two RBIs. Acuna Narcia added in RBIs apiece. Uh, Smith Schauber three and a third, five earned runs. And three home runs. Not a great outing for the youngster, but that's one of those that you sort of just chalk up to him being young and it's going to happen. The dude's 20 years old. It, you know, before then, he pitched three games and gave up three earned runs total through all those. So, you know, maybe it's one of those you got bit by a good team if you're Smith Shopper. And you're in a ridiculously small ball ballpark um, against a really hot team and Ellie De La Cruz was on fire. Yeah. Uh, he actually hit for the cycle in his first four bats, which was just insane. Yeah. Um, the kid's good, man. And it's, it's, he's going to be a good for a long time. And it's, it's going to be fun to watch him play baseball for a long time because he, you know, it, it's one of those things when, when you watch baseball, as long as you and I have, you, you find other players that you find intriguing and and Ellie De La Cruz is one of those players like he's going to be a phenomenal superstar and I can't wait to watch him play and grow up even more yeah like I said man a, a, a whole series a whole playoff series between Ellie De La Cruz and Ronald Acuna Jr. listen I know there's nine players on each team that start but to, to see those two go back and forth for seven games, possibly, in a, in a playoff, man, yeah, sign me up for that. Sign me up for that. So, yeah, Smith Schauber, not, not the greatest outing. We, we did get five runs in the first inning. We, we were spotted uh, a five-run lead in the first inning, and I thought we were kind of cruising uh, to a win there. Billy, yours and I both first bet on the weekend got destroyed in that game. Uh, mine got destroyed in the bottom of the fifth, thanks to 
Joey Votto just hitting an absolute tomahawk moonshot. Um, Votto had an absolute amazing series, but Votto uh, put the Reds up in the first five, so I lost that one. And, I, and then you were uh, you were close. I think you had the Braves for minus one, one and, and a half. half. Um, then yep. unfortunately it fell. Not a good betting weekend for us, man. Not uh, a bad weekend not, for us. Not great this weekend. <laughs> it was not, a really bad weekend for us. Not great on our bets. Uh, I, fl- I flipped the race on, so you know I had Ryan Blaney to finish top ten. I flipped the race on, and one of the first things I see is Ryan Blaney go head long right into the fence and he's out for the race and i'm like oh great great way for me to start this race so yeah not a good betting weekend for us braves fall on friday night 11 to 10 come back on saturday night and win seven to six olsen and ozuna both with rbis or both with two rbis albies riley and darno with an rbi apiece uh jared schuster not the greatest outing of all time three and two thirds four innings pitched in two k's but the pin came in for the braves and absolutely shut down the reds uh, throwing five and a third, giving up only two earned runs. Both were from Rysel Iglesias and striking out six. Rysel Iglesias this weekend really wanted to send me into the hospital with the way he was pitching uh, kind of on a knife's edge and giving me a heart attack just about every time he threw a pitch. Did he kind of remind you of Will Smith? Hell yes. <laughs> because he kind of reminded me of Will Smith. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what we were taught. We were listening to the Braves game yesterday at the pool. And um, we were listening to Rysel pitch, and that's that's the exact comparison that uh, Drew made. Drew said, he reminds me so much of Will Smith. And I'm like, that's a good comp, man, because he he comes in and either gives up the lead and blows a save or he strikes out the side and we win the game. And it's, it, you know, it's it's heart attack city. I mean, in, in both the, in both the oh, games yeah. that he pitched this weekend, he gave up two hits uh, and walked two people on Saturday, gave up two home r- or two earned runs, two home runs on Saturday. It was... Uh, it was nerve-wracking, man. It was very, very nerve-wracking. He did strike out the side, though. So, I, you know, gave up two home runs, two solo shots in the ninth on Saturday. Did strike out the side. So that's the the yin and the yang from Rysel Iglesias. And then on Sunday, the rubber match. Olsen with three RBIs. Ozuna, two RBIs. Albies, nice to see Murphy in the lineup. He got an RBI as well on Sunday to give the Braves a 7-6 to six victory on Sunday and win the series. Charlie Morton with five innings, giving up three earned runs in seven Ks. What a great, great series up in Cincinnati. And Snicker said it is the most tiring series he's ever been through. He said he's he's the most tired uh, through any through any three game regular season set he's ever coached. He said this is the most tiring, the most taxing uh, that he's ever coached in. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a it was a long series. It seemed like. Um, this team was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and it wasn't able to for us to get up there and just okay, we, we can breathe now. You know, we we've got a five run lead, or it didn't matter because that p- ballpark and that team, it's they're really talented. Um, you know, they they had won 12, 12 straight until Saturday, so you, you got to give tip your cap to them. I mean, they're on a hot streak, so. Um, the Braves taking two or three from them in Cincinnati, having a seven-game lead going in the East going into this week, which we face the Twins starting tonight. Barf. Which Gavin and I will be there. Barf. I hate interleague play. It's so. St- I ha- I don't care about facing the Twins or playing oh, the Twins. You're such an old fuddy duddy. It's just it's just boring. Like there's no there's no juice to it. There's no juice to these matchups. I hate interleague play. I don't know. It's poop. I don't like these. 
I don't want to see. I don't, I don't want to see American League teams until the the World Series. That's what, that's what I want to see. I want to play the Marlins, the Phillies, and the Nats and, and the Mets, like seventy five percent of our games. That's what I want. We're gonna put right. that on how to fix baseball in the offseason. Uh, Braves nine and one over the last ten. We'll keep that rolling against the against the Mets. Or, excuse me, against the Twins tonight. Uh, Billy, a team in Atlanta that wasn't as as lucky as the Braves were this season or this past uh, weekend. Atlanta United, man, they go up to New Jersey and get absolutely run out of the building. They lose four to nothing to the New York Red Bulls. Um, Gigi, Barf. yes, it was not good, man. Not a great game. Gigi had a couple of good chances. Uh, not a lot of service really up to Gigi. Joseto played well, but he had to drop back in defense a lot, just a bit too much to be effective on the offensive side. Gutman getting completely burnt and having a brain lapse on the first goal with the throw-in getting behind him. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know what our defense was doing. Uh, stats were shots were 11 to five New York. Shots on target were five to three New York. Possession was 66 to 34 Atlanta, as to be expected. Uh, key passes were nine to five New York. Expected goals were 1.15 to 0.48 in favor of New York. So their expected goals were just over one, yet they got four. Uh, this defense without Miles Robinson is a sieve. Uh, Atlanta United has been without Miles Robinson for 208 minutes this year. They've been outscored 14 to four in those 208 minutes, and he won't be back until after the league's cup, at least for Atlanta United, which is not great for our defense. Uh, no. Atlanta United is now 0-6-2 at Red Bull Arena all time with a negative 11 goal difference. One of those losses was against NYCFC, and Atlanta United now sits in sixth place in the East currently. Um, so we need to fill those DP slots, uh, and we need to fill them quickly. I don't, I don't know so, what we're going to get, but we need to fill them in the summer transfer window. Here, here's the funny part about this. <laughs> when I was making that bet on Friday, I was thinking Atlanta United was at home. <laughs> so the number, the number was the home team winning. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, I mean, technically, I got that one right. <laughs> technically, that, that, that would have that would have been the smarter bet. I, even when you were talking about it on Friday, I was like, oh man, I don't I don't know if betting on a landing line is a good a good idea here. Um, so yeah, I'll let I'll let Abner and David break it down a little bit more, but it was. Not a great game. It was a game to forget from Atlanta United. Move on to the next game. We faced uh, Philadelphia Union uh, this upcoming Saturday, and that game is at home. That'll be in the bins. Hopefully we can bounce back from a miserable trip up to New Jersey to play the New York Red Bulls. Uh, Billy, we have our NFL preview today. We move on to the NFC North. We have the Bears and Lions today. So we're going to start off with the Bears. After an explosive offseason, the 2023 Bears season has all kinds of potential. It's difficult to fully build a Bears season preview, though, just because uh, their ceiling is so high, but yet their floor is so low, and there's so many question marks around that roster. Uh, the Bears entered the offseason with an extraordinary amount of cap space, in part because they benefit from having a rookie quarterback. And it used to be they, they were they used it to aggressively ramp up the team, especially on defense. Uh, Justin Fields still being on that rookie that rookie deal at quarterback. Uh, the Bears had a number of needs, wide receiver, offensive line, running back, tight end, D-tackle, edge, linebacker, and cornerback. Essentially every single position on the field but quarterback. Uh, and despite essentially needing those upgrades across the entire roster, they were able to attack most of those needs in the offseason. Uh, that resulted in an enormous roster churn, which you can, you know, th some, of these, some of these signings, 
I mean, I think out of all the teams that I've looked at preview-wise for the NFL so far, the Bears have had the most players, uh, the most influx and exit of players that I've seen on any roster. I mean, they've had more people leave and come in this past offseason than any team in the NFL that I've seen so far this year. Uh, the free agent signings of Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards were an emphatic statement that the Bears were ready to immediately compete in an uncertain NFC North, trading for DJ Moore in the offseason, along with a bevy of picks from number one overall, was inspired to move. Uh, was inspired to move to bring in key talent to help Justin Fields. A strong draft draft class fulfilling several key positional needs might help save uh, Chicago this season in a uh, long run push for the playoffs. In addition to needing more from Fields himself, concerns remain along the offensive line and receiving core, despite their investments there. In addition to that. The Bears haven't done much about their defensive line. That's going to be a big uh, point of emphasis for the Bears is to try to get pressure on the quarterback, and they really didn't help their existing defensive line this year with the offensive, or excuse me, the free agent signings. Uh, the secondary has enormous potential, but these young players will have to make good on the confidence that Chicago has shown in them. The Bears will be better this season, but I think they still miss the playoffs ultimately. I think they go 8-9 and nine this season and uh, finish somewhere second or third in the NFC North. That's not too bad. I know my uh, son is a big fan of the Bears because of Justin Fields, so that's that's going to be a fun year for him. Just go 500. Yeah, I think that's better about... Better than last year. Yeah, yeah, I think that's about where the Bears' ceiling <laughs> is, 8-9, and nine, much better than last year. They're going to be a much more improved team. Um, other than last year. Their offense is going to have to be revamped because of an NFL rule uh, that we'll talk about at some point this week, Billy, that I, I wasn't aware of. But there was an NFL rule change this past offseason um, that is going to limit the RPO options that a lot of these uh, a lot of these Russian quarterbacks have. Um, I'm trying to get clarification on the rule because the way I read it now, it seems very odd. It's taking away like 50% of the RPO plays that the NFL offensive run, offensive run. so... Um, but it is a it's a pretty big rule. But we'll talk about it later in the pod, uh, later this week in the podcast. Uh, now we move on to the Detroit Lions. My sort of, I, I don't know. I like this team. I got a soft spot for this team. I don't know why, uh, but I do. I hate Detroit, but I have a soft spot for the Lions. The Detroit Lions are one of the most interesting teams in the NFL. Zigging, <clears throat> zigging when everyone else zags. When it comes to how they build their team and build their roster and prioritize what positions they want to improve on the Lions offense is represented at the top with stability and at the bottom with a lot of churn the top end guys kind of all return from last year bottom end and depth they're bringing in a lot of people the front office and coaching staff they largely remain unchanged from a, a few exceptions from last season uh, but the roster itself saw some pretty dramatic differences especially when it comes to the engines of their offense the Lions were more than aggressive about turning over their roster not only did they trade away promising young quarterback or cornerback Jeff Okuda, but also traded away DeAndre Swift during the draft. They allowed some critical contracts to expire well this offseason, including running back Jamal Williams and receiver DJ Chark. In return, they were able to add running back David Montgomery, an underrated tackle breaker from the Chicago Bears, and an old friend and receiver Marvin Jones. With them, Detroit added 12th overall pick Jameer Gibbs at running back, uh, to bolster their secondary, they brought in Cameron Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley, and C.J. Gardner-Johnson in free agency and Brian Branch in the draft. It's possible that from top to bottom, the Lions have one of the best rosters in the NFL, along with the New York Jets. But the Jets realized they needed a quarterback to make good on that 
The Lions did grab a quarterback, but it's unlikely that Hendon Hooker will supplant Jared Goff this year, and it's, it's highly unlikely that either one of those will have a better year than uh, Aaron Rodgers up in uh, New York Jets land. So their ceiling might be capped by the quarterback play. I still believe they're good enough to win the NFC North, though. I think this is a very, very good team. The best Lions team they've had in a while, and I predict the Lions to go 12-5 and this season and win the NFC North. Wow. Okay. That's that's not bad. 12-5 and for a Lions team, for anybody in Detroit, is freaking out. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty high on the Lions this year. I think they're gonna be I think they're gonna be a very, very good squad. I think they're going to compete, uh, win the NFC North. Beyond that, I'm not sure what they can do in the playoffs, but I think they're the best team in the NFC North. So you're not gonna say it with me. Same old Lions. Billy, these are the <laughs> brand new Lions. That's what they okay. get. That's what they get this year. They are the brand new Lions. I got gotcha. you. All right, Bryce. So let's head to the Green South School Board. Uh, yesterday in the NLEs, Pirates fell to the Marlins 2-0. Mets fell to the Phillies 7-6. And then the Nationals beat the Padres 8-3. Uh, and as Bryce mentioned earlier, we are seven games up in the NL East. Is that Woo. seven games in the lost home? Yes. Or? Yeah, seven games okay. in the lost home. So six and a half? Don't know. Can't play I'm a guessing. half game. Oh, oh God. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I, I don't even look at anything other than lost column. Uh, do to do uh, six, six. I guess that says game is back six, but it's seven in the lost column. Okay. Yep. Uh, on the Smith Tour coverings, games and events calendar: the Brewers at the Mets tonight at seven ten, and Nationals at the Mariners at nine forty. I guess the Nash. I'm, I guess the Phillies have the day off, and the Marlins too. Yep. Yep, they have a uh, both of them Monday day off, and they'll start a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday series. And obviously, Braves play tonight at seven twenty. Um, Spencer Strider on the bump, and Sonny Gray um, opposing him. So that's going to be a fun matchup tonight. Holy Christ, Sonny Gray! Even though he was still pitching. Yeah, that's an old so, man. Wow, that'll that'll be fun to watch. Um, Gavin and I got Matt Skinner's tickets. So oh, nice! We're gonna head up there and watch watch the game. Sweet. You ready for another cup of coffee, man? Yeah, let's do it. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Timberwolves center Nas Reed agrees to a three-year, $42 million deal out in Minnesota. Minnesota. I was trying to I was trying to read while speaking at the same time, and you know, but that doesn't doesn't really that doesn't work doesn't you. doesn't work uh reed last season i i it's a lot of money to pay for a guy who i would say is a glorified backup i mean he averaged 11 and a half points per game last year 4.9 rebounds in 18 minutes before uh, 18 minutes per game uh before a season ending wrist fracture that kept him out of the final few weeks of the regular season that's a lot of money to pay for a guy who essentially put up backup numbers yeah i i'll be honest with you like when when i was reading this i was like trying to remember who the hell Nasri was <laughs> i mean uh, yeah a, a, not even a secondary player a third third dairy parent player i mean not a not a, not a great not a lot of production well, i bet you your mom's gonna love hearing you say that third dairy i mean not a not a ton of production out of <laughs> out of Nasri. i mean he, he, he he's essentially a third string center i mean they have carl anthony towns out there still and i think go still under contract for this year so 
I, I don't know. That was a lot of money to pay pay a guy who puts up essentially no numbers whatsoever. Uh, Florida puts a World Series record 24 runs on LSU last night and forces a deciding Game 3 tonight. The Game 3 is going to be insane. That yeah. LSU Florida series has been stupid good. Yeah, Game 1 was really good. Uh, game 2, not so much. I mean, it was, unless you're a Florida fan, it was an absolute blowout. Um, but yeah, Game 3 tonight uh, on ESPN. Over, under, an ending and a half. Billy, you will watch this game. Oh, you won't watch any of it. You'll be at the Braves game. Yeah, I'll be at the Braves game. So nope. we will watch the exact same amount uh, of this game tonight. Uh, zero innings. The, the Los Angeles Dodgers star, which still pains me to say, former Brave uh, Freddie Freeman collects his 2,000th hit last night off of a double, his second hit of the night. Freddie Freeman, surefire Hall of Famer, right? Like there's no no debating this. Yeah, he's a he's a Hall of Famer. And good for you, five. I'm I'm happy for you, I, dude. I am I too. I, I I don't know about as you, much as Billy. I, I can't stand the fact that he left, but it it is what it is. There, it's baseball, and and sometimes that's just the business of, of baseball. Good for you, five. Like he did enough in Atlanta and toiled through enough. Like I can't hate the guy. I can't hate on him. You know what I mean? Uh, are you so, trying to get me to go you. on a rant this morning? Because I I'm I it. Go for it. <laughs> It's our podcast. The, the Who's amount, gonna get on to this? The amount of people on social media that crap on Freddie for leaving the Braves, dude, shut the hell up. Alright? Shut up. If you had a job offer for a nickel more an hour across the street, you would leave to go to it. You would. Nobody internalizes and makes these contract negotiations in professional sports personal. Nobody does it. If, if you were offered a nickel more to go to a competing company across the street per hour, you would leave. You would leave and you would go do it because it's more money for you and your family. I have nothing but love for Freddie. I, I love Freddie Freeman. I think what the Braves fans have done when he's been in Atlanta is perfect. We cheer for him and we give him standing ovations before the game starts and then we boom when the game st- starts. I, that's, you know, yep. that, that's I love that. That's fine. He's, um, I, he, he's a Braves legend and I saw people... On, on social media the other day that we're talking about, oh, he, he would he would have been an all-time great. He would have built a statue if he'd have stayed here in Atlanta. Abs- Freddie Freeman deserves a statue in front of Turner, or not Turner Field, uh, Truist Park. He absolutely deserves a statue in front of the TP. Uh, Freddie Freeman is one of the top five Braves all time. Um, and, and people that uh, people that hate on him for leaving and that essentially have turned their back on him, not that it matters to Freddie, but uh, like, how miserable is your life to have to take out your anger on people like that like it's i don't understand it like he oh a you're you're coming off social media which everyone's miserable on social media very true so don't 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 take it like that but it is what it is man like i love freddie and i think i think the world of him um he did what he had to do and and i'm not gonna hate on him no um world-class human being too world-class i mean you never see Freddie in the news for anything negative. Like, uh, could not could not be a and better the human. Thing that, like, this thing popped up on our time feed that from, I think it was either yes, it was over the weekend, popped up popped up on our um, memories on on Facebook, and <laughs> you had actually posted it and said, "I'm not crying, you're crying," because honestly, like when Freddie came out for the first time a year ago this weekend. Um, and man, he was bawling yeah. <laughs> yep. at, uh, 
when he came out and it was that was tough to watch man i, I was i was tearing up yeah yeah it was, it was tough so i mean he, he's been a part of the braves and you know I, i'm not gonna say me growing up but a certain stage in my life where you know you, you have certain players that you kind of remember for certain periods of the braves i mean he was he was Mr. Brave for a long time. I'll always love Freddie. I'll always cheer for him. Um, and when he's not playing the Braves, when he is playing the Braves, I won't be cheering for him. Same thing with Dansby. Um, I don't feel as much of an affinity to Dansby as I, I did Freddie, but I, I still I still love Dansby. I still cheer for Dansby when he's not playing against the Braves. I'm still going to be a fan of Dansby Swanson. Once again, world-class human being who, A, had an opportunity to make sure his grandchildren's grandchildren were taken care of monetarily, and B, he had a chance to go up and play where his wife is playing in soccer, professional soccer up in Chicago. So I I, I don't know. It, it, I guess what kind of spurred this along is everybody giving the Braves crap for DFA Charlie Culberson when his dad was supposed to throw out the first pitch last week. Like, I understand that sucks. But guess what? It's a business, folks. It, it People don't get into playing professional sports because they want to be friends with each other. It's a business. They're out there to make money. And DFAing Charlie Culberson at that time was the best roster move for the Braves. It sucks that his dad was supposed to throw out the first pitch that game, but it's a business. Like, And Charlie Culberson understands that. Charlie Culberson's dad understands that. It is a business. They are not out there to be friendly and, and have fun and everything and not make money. The, the name of the game at the end of the day is to make money on professional sports. And, you know, there's casualties along the way. Absolutely. So, I, don't, I don't have anything to add. I mean, that's... Great rant, everybody, boy. That's my that's my rant for for Monday. Starting off this week strong with a rant on Monday morning. Uh, Billy, in today in 2003, the NBA draft, St. Vincent St. Mary's High School out of Akron, Ohio, small forward LeBron James is the first pick by the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I remember uh, hot take 14-year-old Bryce said there is no way that LeBron James is going to be better than Carmelo Anthony in the NBA. Uh, and we saw how boy that, were you wrong. We saw how that panned out. Uh, Carmelo Anthony was a good player, but not even in the same stratosphere as LeBron James. So hot take from 14 year old Bryce in 2003 was completely and unequivocally misplaced and wrong. So uh, yeah, batting a thousand on that one. <laughs> you got anything else to there, add today, man? There, there no, there was no way you were 14 in 2003. I was I was turning seventeen. Yeah, I was fourteen in two thousand three or eighteen. I was turning eighteen in that year. Yeah, so I was seventeen years old. So you were I was fourteen. Not only three years behind me, huh? Yeah, I was fourteen. Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah, Bye. I'm thirty four now. You got anything else to add today, man? Nope. My math sucks this morning. I'm Wasn't good. a I want to look up. Wasn't was it Derrick Rose? Derrick Rose. Who else was in that NBA draft? It was Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James. There was another big name in that. Chris Bosh. That's the other one. Chris Bosh. Oh, and Darko Milicic was in that. Oh my. And Dwayne Wade. That was a good draft. Kirky yeah. Heinrich. Do you remember? Do you remember uh, Darko Milicic? The Detroit Pistons yeah. drafted him. God, he was yeah. terrible. He was awful. Who did Atlanta draft in that draft? Uh, we drafted Boris Diaw. Turned out to be absolutely nothing. Travis Hansen. God, I can't believe can't believe Detroit drafted <clears throat> Milicic over uh, Carmelo Anthony. That's hilarious. That's absolutely hilarious. But for Billy Lindahl, I am Bryce Sparling. We will see you all tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbor! Just shake them!